Yeah. So talk a little bit about yourself, man. What brings you up here, up and coming, and, you know, how come you're not blinging and having all kind of crazy diamonds and all that? I guess you're here to get your money right, huh? All the time, man. You know, all that is cool for the image and all that, but all them is liabilities. You feel me? I'd rather invest in real estate, you know what I'm saying? Something oh, wait, wait, can you repeat that again, man? You're up and coming artist. What did you say you want to do? I said invest real in some man. assets as opposed real to man. trick off my money on some liabilities like diamonds. You know what I'm saying? Cars that lose value, so you drive them off the lot. So you're trying to you're trying to get land. Exactly, homie. A real asset. Take care of my peoples, because, you know, that's, that's it, it look good, but at the end of the day, you're losing value, homie. It ain't, it ain't, it ain't appreciating, it's depreciating. It's losing value. What do you think, uh, why do you think it's so hard for people to get that money? So, welcome to Everything Cool. This is your favorite Zaddy, Lord Jalen Willard. <laughs> Today, it's a special episode. I am here by myself. No original Buf, the Dawn. No Kool-Aid Ash type, Banana Fine, Fantastic. But we have a special guest on the pod today. And please introduce yourself. Uh, yeah, my name is Kadeem King. Just the cousin of Justin. Uh... Yeah, I'm just on the podcast just to share my light as well of my experiences from being in Canada and stuff like that and, you know. Okay, okay, okay. Well, he's just being very modest. He's just <laughs> my cousin or whatever, like, you know. He over in, well, he's a young bohemian as well. Or we were on the same age. Um, and he's in Canada being the biggest entrepreneur ever. What are we going to trying, man, trying, trying, <laughs> trying. So we're going to get into that today. So I like to, I don't want to put a title on this episode per se, but we're going to get into the up and ups and downs of, you know, stepping up, taking that leap of faith and finally become a full-time entrepreneur that Mr. King is. We're now in his, by his humble abode. This is, there is a lot of history in this yard, especially for me. I mean, of course him, because he lived it his whole life, but for me, this is where this is like the birthplace of chosen few production, like right there in that backyard on that basketball court. Here you <laughs> like I shot a lot of videos here. So, you know. Um, but let's get into the show. Let's get into the show. Well, as we start off every show, we like to come with the Bahamian sometimes we say words, sometimes we say phrase, sometimes we say saying. But the Bahamian saying of the day is I can bust you. What the buck? <laughs> now I know you wondering, what is the buck? That means a cash, you know. If That's I have a water money, really, it's, it's, it's just a water a, money, a water money, a lot yeah. of money. Like you ball it up, like if you was a parking boy and you got tipped, <laughs> like one five dollars here, one ten dollars here. Like you know, you just rolling it up, and then you going on Snapchat or WhatsApp status just to you know count off your little money so you could feel important. So. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to bust you with the bup. So, let's get into it, Kadeem. So, just give us a brief history of yourself, how, um, a little bit about your background, um, and a little bit about your business ventures, like what do you do as a career and how you got there? Yeah, so basically, uh, I started over here. I graduated from QC. Uh, I went to CUB for two years, which was, Slight waste of time, but hey, it is. Got to put back into the to the um, to the government, you know. Until yeah. you're just bettering yourself. But uh, I went to 
Canada. I, w- I went to one of the schools closest to Buford, which okay. is Dalhousie University. So I graduated from there. Okay. And then I was working at a hedge fund administration company oh. called Sicko, which is it was pretty good work. It was it opened up my eyes um, from that perspective. And I don't blame I don't um, I'm I don't I wouldn't like to say like uh, I like the opportunity. It was a good opportunity. It's a good place to see how things actually work and like the investment side of things. But it just wasn't the place for me. So that's why I had the mindset of going on and doing my own businesses and stuff like that. So while I was there, mm-hmm. you have, you just have to have the mindset that you want to be your own boss. You want to call your own shots, basically. You want to take vacation when you want. You want to move however you want to move. You know what I mean? You could book a ticket tonight to go to Toronto, Switzerland, Turkey, wherever. Like That's just how... I saw myself in the future, so... Okay. Yeah, so I just took steps to be in that realm. But the first thing I feel like you got to be able to do is change your mindset and, like, master your energy, really, like... Okay, so explain... Well, let's... Before you get too far ahead. Yeah, 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 my bad. Let's... Let's re... I want to rewind back on a point. So what made you want to become an entrepreneur? So I would say... Because I know... What you're doing now ain't like the start of it, cause you also it was I like seeing you from afar, like you started base. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I didn't start it. I started. I didn't help. I helped. I okay, helped. So I'm you- like an assisting. I'm, I'm like I'm still I'm in the group, obviously, but like I'm like assisting with it. I'm like the business aspect of the group. Really, okay, so if for you say that. So for people out there, base is uh, ad base, ad base. So ad base. Yeah. Is so that's basically like a disc jockeying company, basically. But like the main concept is basically like wanting to be uh, you accepting yourself in your own skin, really. Like, okay, you know, you don't care what people have to say about you, you really just want to show the world what you have to offer, really. And then that's just encompassed in DJing and those type of things, right? And then like weddings and stuff like that that we also do. But that's the underlying theme to it, though. Okay, so yeah, bass. Because I used to see, I used to be in college, and I was like, check dog out doing this thing with the whole monkey mask and stuff like that. Because, like, when I started college, I wanted to be, like, a part of, like, this big group. And, like, because uh, the real reason why I wanted to go to Atlanta because of dormtainment. So seeing, being a part yeah. of a collective, and I always thought that was cool. However, so you saying you just brought it, you just, yeah. this is on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I part of the group still, for sure. Okay. Like, Cause I, I I'm roommates with the, with one of the guys who founded it actually. Okay, there's a few other guys that are in it, and we just talk about things, stuff like that. Like we still we still doing events and stuff in Canada now. So, yeah, we got a few events coming up too. So okay, yeah. so for fast forwarding past base. So besides base, so what made you want to be an entrepreneur? And, so you know, I would say the main thing that made me want to be an entrepreneur. I would say more so like. The freedom, really, like the freedom just to do what you want to do at all times. Like it's okay. always your choice. That's how I that's how it should be in life. Like, obviously, if you go on a nine to five, if you just want to take a sick day, if you don't feel good, if you want to wake up 10 o'clock in the morning, if you want to take a vacation, you have to go ask someone else about taking that vacation off or taking that time off or so trying to organize it with other employees. Mm-hmm. And then the time you take off, some people may feel some type of way because you're taking off time and it's so much 
nuances to like being in that type of environment that I just wasn't really for. Okay. So yeah. So what? So was there any like because I know me and you talk or whatever, and you would say the well for those who don't know, Kadim quit his job recently and it's a full time entrepreneur. Yeah. So like. That's something that I greatly aspire to and I know I can get to one day. I mean, everybody got their own part. So, like, I always ask him, like, you know, when I see him, different questions. So, what, what, like, who was, who did you look at and say, okay, I want to somewhat, I guess, I guess copy or look at this person as an example of what I should. I would say inspire, inspiration. Well, let's, let's say go inspire say inspire. Like, yeah, yeah, who you look to. Mm. For slight guidance So honestly yeah. I would say My primary person Was like Gary Vaynerchuk actually Like okay. He was really like Cause I just was chilling For the most part Cause like I got a job I finished my degree I was thinking about Doing my certification But I decided Well I took the exams But I I just wasn't In it 100% mm-hmm. But like After a while When I started watching Some Gary V videos It's like He on another level Of like passion And Talking about doing what you want to do and talking about not caring what other people have to think he's very strong minded in that sense. Mm-hmm. So that's like one of the people who actually like drove me to the edge of just jumping off and trying what I want to do actually. Okay. I would honestly say uh also I was talking about this also like um on my social media and stuff like that. Like uh-huh. the late great Nipsey Hustle as well. Like he was mm-hmm. one of them. R.P. Nipsey Hussle, but he was one of them. Those two characters were like the main two who told me and was like, basically, it's not, you can't blame no one else for your situation. You have to take advantage of your life. You have to take control of your life and do what you want to do. You know what I mean? So I would say that's the two. There's many others mm-hmm. who I just looked towards and was like, over time, like, Draymond, um, I forgot his last name, but he's one of the Shark, shark Tank uh, oh, yeah, judges. Draymond John. Yeah, him. Mark Cuban is a lot. There's a lot of guys who out there you you find about Cardone. Uh, there's another guy, Michael Rubin. There's a lot of guys, but those two are the initial ones that like actually like made me think that it's possible because Gary Vee, A lot of people like say he says the same stuff, but he's mm-hmm. pretty. He's a he's pretty much practical, bro. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of things he talks about is very practical and very real life situations. So I think anyone could do what he's talking about. Okay, yeah. so. For those out there, but some people be like, why should I give up my stable job with my stable income? Yeah. And give that up and try to hustle on something that I ain't sure that's stable. Yeah. And I got to probably put a lot more time in. Like, that sounds like lunacy. To give up something stable where, you know, you only have to clock in and clock out and you sure you're going to get a check versus... Spending instead of doing forty hours, you probably spending let's say eighty to one twenty. Yeah, to hustle for the same amount. Yeah, what's what's tell me what's the sense in doing the one twenty hours per week for yourself versus the forty hours or forty to sixty hours for somebody else? So my answer to that uh-huh. is always leads to what you passionate about because like my personality is like that person who like that comfort, that person who likes that. Check every bi-weekly mm-hmm. Hey they may like The 40k a year mm-hmm. You know what I mean They may yeah. like Being told what to do They may like 
being able to go to that family at five o'clock. They may like mm-hmm. all those things. They had pros and cons to all these things, right? Okay. If you like that and you're passionate about what you're actually doing for your nine to five, and you actually don't see a reason or like you're just comfortable in that um that realm, then hey, kudos to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I can't. I'm not the person to judge. I'm not judging anyone. You know what I mean? I just uh-huh. say for me. That's yeah. how I felt. But uh-huh. like I say, those people, they could take that, you know, that nine to five and they secure with that. That's fine and all hand, hand, hunky dory. You know what I mean? Mm. But those are the same people who, who also in the same breath, they'll say that, why would I take that step? And then you listen to them two hours later, they're still saying or complaining about why life is treating them so bad or why life is doing this to them. I'm struggling, I'm financially unstable, even though you, you may say again and bi weekly check, but honestly, for me working in Canada, I tried to save as much as I could, but like at the end of the day, you still was basically living paycheck to paycheck because you still have to pay rent, mm-hmm. you have to pay power, you have to pay a cell phone bill, you have to pay insurance on your car, like it's a lot of expenses in living, okay. right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, to those people, I just feel like if you're not passionate about it, it's time to make a change. If you don't like waking up on Monday morning, mm-hmm. which I was, I did not like waking up Monday morning to go to my job mm-hmm. for a while. So that's why I was like, I got to change things up because yeah. this ain't how life should be. And that's for how real. a lot of people are. For real, like, that's how I be feeling at times, you know, like. Yeah, bro, it, it shouldn't be like that. Because, like, wait, even, even, I mean, like, I mean, we just finished talking about that. I was like, wait, I wasn't. I was into owning my own from young or whatever. Yeah. Like, you know. I didn't Honestly, you was one of the first ones. I just was telling you this. Like, you was legit one of the first ones. I had the mindset. Yeah. But I just wasn't in the full grasp of it. You know yeah. what I mean? Because, like, as you go through life, I feel like you... You learn. You, you learn. learn. You, you live know, and you learn, right? You buck your toe. So, and, yeah. You know. And and like uh-huh. you're saying, too, everyone run their own race. It's not, yeah. like, just because you this person could do this move. Right the now, goal right. is to not watch... Like, you shouldn't keep up with the Joneses. That's what Gary Vee is talking about. And I, I agree 100%. Like, yeah. you can't watch other people, like, what they're doing. You just have to focus on your race. Yeah. You stare, you watch from afar, and you, like, use them as an example on what, what you what want to do, do yeah. what not to do. You know, you see things, but it always has to be from an internal space. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you can't let exterior forces change your perspective on what you want to do, so... Yeah, that's why I was just telling one of my um, coworkers today. Like, I was like, wait, life? Well, I was telling, I always say this. Like, life, two things about life. One, we all, every way live in different time zones. And not because you're in a time zone three hours ahead. That means you are three hours ahead in life. Or yeah. You, three hours, you just, you in your own time zone, Real you time. know, managing life. But also, life is a marathon. Yeah. It ain't because you get to the line... The quickest, because you could come out to the blocks running quick. You're going to end up on a stretcher in the, in the yeah. hospital yeah. or whatever. But you got to endure the grind, endure the process. You're so, tired. I mean, even with entrepreneurship or whatever, you got to, that's a, a constant, constant grind. So, like, if you're not willing to be like, wait, I going to take a loss a little bit or I going to have to put, exert myself to make my dream come true. You ain't ready for entrepreneurship because yeah. if if you ain't ready to like I brought this 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 example like I know this guy like uh, who runs the uh, let's say he runs a business or whatever 
He told me that he hasn't made no money from this venture yet. But if you tell him today to give up his venture or they take a nine to five, he'll tell you no. Even though he have to work 120 hours a week to make the little scrabbles he make, mm. he rather do that than go in clock in from nine to five, Monday through Friday on someone's job mm. and make someone else rich. And that's almost, sometimes that may seem crazy because it's like, but you could have a stable job and make mm-hmm. more than what you're making now. But it's like, because this is your birth child. Yeah, it's your owner. Yeah, it's your, own. your, own, your owner. owner. Yeah. Like you see the dreams and where you want to take it. So you just focusing on that and then you just enjoying the ride, you know, as you go along. Yeah. So what steps you took to finally become a full-time entrepreneur? What do you do now to supplement not having a nine-to-five? So to that answer is like... See, in Canada, it's like, mm-hmm. I think it's a lot, it's a gold mine of things to do to make money. Mm-hmm. See, over here, like, I try to give perspective, like, Bahamas is really tough. Because I've been thinking hard about, like, what aspiring, like, entrepreneurs and self-employed or sole proprietor type um, individuals could, like, do for money. But, like, I still going back to, like, online hustles for, like, Bahamian people. Okay. They have to find things online. That they can do But what I have done In, in the Canada Initially Like I said I was unhappy With my 9 to 5 So mm-hmm. I started searching On Google Like How can I get Like passive income And stuff like that Right So that took me To like investing In stocks Which is Very easy to do In Canada Like okay. You could have a You could have a Bank account With Scotia RBC or whatever You could set up The trading account Easy like that You could pick up Positions and trade and then you just have an app on your phone that you could watch the stock market, right? So that's what I was doing initially. Mm-hmm. But, like, obviously, you got to realize that within the stock market, um, depending on what type of positions you have, it's a slow-moving type of Yeah, it's investment. Like you got to play the long game. Exactly. You got to play the long game, right? Yeah. So I was in the mindset that, okay, I'm going to go back in the stock market, but not for right now because I need to get, gather up more wealth for that. Mm-hmm. So I was doing that first for a couple of months and I realized that, which is like still a learning process. Then I came across uh, one of my friends. He's like a hustler as well. Mm-hmm. He showed me Uber Eats that I was telling you about. Okay. And Uber Eats is legit. Like okay. Uber Eats is legit. Even in the States, there's another app called Grubhub, I think. But yeah. Uber Eats and these apps are like the new generation. Because even Uber driver as well. We don't have Uber driver where I am, but when it comes, I'm probably going to do it. But Uber Eats is legit the best, my primary supplementary income right now. And how that works is like you basically sign on an app and you become a driver for like delivering food and stuff like that around the city. And they basically pay you to deliver the food to a person who lives in apartments and homes and stuff like that, really, who live in the city. They order on the app as a consumer and you drive it to them and you get paid per kilometer that you drive, really. So I end up making, I don't know if, I don't know if we used to do like per hour term over here. We don't do per hour, like paid per hour like that over here, right? You mean? We just do like wages and salaries. No, no one really knows. get paid by the hour. Okay. But in that, normally I should be making like $20 an hour. Okay. Which is pretty good. Because where I used to work, I was getting, I'm getting paid more than, to work at Uber, then I get used to get paid at my nine to five. Oh, that's interesting. And you so, used to work at a hedge fund. Exactly. But the thing is, yeah. I was just like a senior. I was in like high up, 
Like okay. I was, my role was just like right above a uh, entry level position, really. Okay, so you just you had how long you was at the hedge fund again? I was there for like two years and okay, yeah, for like two year, two and a half years probably around that. Yeah, but that's one of my first supplementaries, and then. I have like more that I've done like is an is another one where I'm like basically like a personal uh um customer service rep okay. for like a pizza company. And I basically like accept calls and I uh go through the orders of the pizza orders and stuff like that and I go through the order, make sure that the location is right because I accept calls all across Canada. Okay. And I just make sure the calls are uh are coming in on my software. And I just go through the process and I literally make about $15 on that, depending on how hard I work or how much calls I'm taking that hour. But that's the, that's probably the top two. And I also just had a side job too. That is like, um, it's a sports data analyst. So like these same basketball games that I played football, college football, college Mm -hmm. basketball, Mm -hmm. uh, like, um, stats that come in for those, um, events, like let's say live score, for example, the job is basically just updating the score and updating the play clock for that game. And it depends on what shift I have, but those are like the top three that I use now while I'm still working on my other ventures. But Okay. So, so you had, um, what was your timetable for like quitting your job? So you said, because most people would say, tell me, okay, I know exactly what amount of money I wanted to save first before I quit. Or like, you know, or I had another job offer, and that's why I quit. So what, what what was your process? So my process was basically when I saw that those things could match what I was making at my 9 to 5, that's when I started to, like, actually turn, like, get the, get the wheels rolling in my head. Then I was like, okay, I got to be at a process where I have at least four to five months rent, but... At the time that I did it, I didn't have four to five months rent. So, like, I can't mm-hmm. really knock anyone for doing, taking the risk and not having four to five months or six months rent. Some people say you should have six, but yeah. I didn't. When I jumped, I did not have six months rent. So, okay. <laughs> so, so like, I can't, I can't sit there and say I did have it. Like, I didn't. But. Okay, so what you did with that since you didn't have, because that's the part where people scared, oh, he yeah. had six months since he had this same. Yeah. So how are you living? That's, that's the life. Like, okay. that's, that's the life. Like, I believe so much in what I'm doing now is like, okay. and I believe so much in, because Uber Eats has proven, like, it can supplement and make more than what I was making, right? Mm-hmm. So I just had so much, I just had so much uh, trust in what I was doing that, I was willing to take the risk, not to say that I don't feel fair. Mm-hmm. I obviously, all of us feel fair, mm-hmm. but it's like when your trust, when your trust in your what yourself in yourself and what you're doing outweighs the fear, it's like you just gotta jump. You know what I mean? That's that's how I look at it. I can't really say, but like, yeah, you just gotta jump at some point, bro. Like you could have you could have all those things in the background, but you still gotta jump at the end of the day. Yeah, so. for real. So, um, let's see. So we went through the process. You made a jump. So basically, Uber Eats right away just been um, giving you exactly the, all the fulfillment and not really fulfillment, but it was paying you, offsetting your costs, and yeah. what you had, you know, occurred. Of and, living, yeah. Okay, basically. 
Okay, okay. So, when doing this, how did your family feel about you becoming a full-time entrepreneur? And how supportive are they with your ventures? So I would say, as well as friends. Say that again. As well as friends. Yeah, I would say uh, initially. I say a lot of people taking back because, like, at the end of the day, especially back home, is like you don't hear a lot of people wanting or even they say they they may want to do uh, or take the entrepreneurial journey, but they may not have the actions to back what they're saying, right? Yeah. So when I decided to back my actions by what I was saying, obviously some people took reservation. My family took reservation. Like my parents, obviously they took reservation. They told me that it may not be a good idea. Da da da. You you putting a lot of eggs in one basket. You're risking a lot. But how I looked at it, like when I went to tell, it's it's more you. So you telling your parents and your friends out of respect because like at the end of the day, you as a person, you gotta know what you want to do. Like yeah. like I was saying earlier, you can't be affected by exterior forces, right? So mm-hmm. if you made a decision and that's the decision you want to roll with, and you're willing to take the the bruises, the cuts. The ups, the downs, the lows, everything. If you want to take all of that, okay. it really does not matter what anyone has to say about your lifestyle, to be honest with you. As long as you covering your cost of living and you're living a happy life, that's all that matters, really. Because your parents, your friends, your family, they may feel some way initially. Okay. But after they see the success and the happiness that you have on your face every day, and obviously you living your dreams, you living your best life, like... What else they could say? How can they be mad at that? You know what I mean? Yeah. How can they be mad at that? Over time, over a year, a month, six months, they, I'm pretty sure they're going to change their perspective and they're going to back what you're saying. And if they don't, then you just got to live with that and know that that's a possibility too when you make that decision. Because like some parents, they may not see the light until years after. Until you making them millions. Exactly. Like, you know. Exactly. And that's the thing. Like, yeah. Even though they don't see the light initially, you mm. still can't let that um, affect on decisions that you make. So that's what it is about, really. Yeah, because like a lot of times, a lot of people might say, "Oh, uh, like yeah, I had to do this on my own," and you know, it's you always find so many different scenarios. Because I like to watch like what's that called? I think I watch a documentary, or it was some short or something where they complex had interview with Chance, the rapper's manager. And he slowly taught, somewhat broke down how like him and Chance met and how they built this empire that they have right mm-hmm. now. So he was saying how, you know, his parents didn't know what, what you doing and this and that and that. And that seems to be a common theme because like I know you you listen to Just Bleed uh, sing? No. Well, I think I've seen you share one of his videos on your page before. Just Believe? Yeah, Just Believe. Like, just he's, believe. he's a uh, sing Indian? Oh, is it? No, 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 no. No, he's an Indian guy with the hair up, with long beard, talks about financial literacy. Probably. I slightly, I vaguely remember. It right. may have just been a, a video in passing, too. Like, a lot yeah. of times I just exploring and, like, I look in it. All right. Because, yeah. But, but like, he, uh, like, on his channel, he always talks about, like, you know, his parents not, you know, when he wanted to be not be a doctor or a lawyer or some traditional thing. 
Mm-hmm. He wanted to be an entrepreneur. His parents was like, oh, you don't know what you're doing. Like, it always goes back to that rich dad, poor dad um, theory. Yeah. It's more so like practical. Like, okay, the poor dad says get a job. The rich dad says make your own job. Yeah. So, you know, so sometimes you just got to push through because people often come to me like, hey, how you got your parents to allow you to go to art school? It's like, I was like, this was what I wanted to do. This yeah. is what I'm passionate about. And I wasn't afraid to fail yeah. or whatever. So, you know, I was going to make it happen. Yeah. So, see, see, it's a tricky thing because, like, mm-hmm. when it's, it's like when um, parents are like, let's say, for example, you want to do these things, all the things I'm talking about, like, I'm funding it, right? I'm mm-hmm. funding, I'm backing myself. When a parent, or if you're in a position where you're asking parents for money, yeah, you, it's like, it's a double-edged sword because, yeah. like, if you take money from your parents, obviously they're going to have a say in what you do. Yeah. But you can't accept the money and then not want them to have a say. You know what I mean? You either yeah. have to do it cold turkey, you do it on your own, and you try to strive, and you just... Because in that, in that instance, you have all the say because you have the backing, you have the financial backing. Like, yeah. there's nothing really that's deterring you. You know what I mean? So Okay, okay. But with school, that's different because, like, yeah. obviously they... Most parents are funding schools, right? So yeah. it's hard. To, it's hard in that situation, but and it's hard to be raising those funds as well too. If you want to do something that that your parents don't want you to do, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, I mean, um, for me, it was just convincing my parents that this is something that I was passionate about, and then they saw the passion, and then they believe. So yeah, you know. I mean, everybody don't have the liberty where their parents exactly. believe what they want to do. But yeah. you got to make it happen some way, somehow. So how does becoming a full... Because what people don't talk about is how, you know, um, being an entrepreneur somewhat affects not just your relationship with your family and not relationship with just your friends, but relationship with, let's say, date, your dating life or your social life. Mm-hmm. So how has that affected... That aspect of your life tremendously, but my thing is, is like okay. <laughs> when you, this is this is all the things that go into the thoughts of when you're gonna make this jump, right? Okay. If you're not willing to sacrifice your social life, uh, potentially your love life, yeah, girls you're talking to, like yeah. they gotta know upfront, like if it's something that you're doing, like for the most part, I wouldn't say they they probably like a one B. Or one eight, one one eight. Or they ain't be priority, basically. I'm not. I don't want to say they're not gonna be priority. I've, that, told, I've told people. See, they know where you're gonna be priority. Yeah, bro. like see <laughs> me. I, I don't. I, I don't blame you, bro. I don't blame you. See me. It's like it always depends on uh, the type of young lady it is. You know what I mean? If I uh, see like, if I see she's ambitious, she's driven, she will get it. You know what I mean? Okay. But some females, it's like. When you tell them things like that, it's a different situation. So like uh-huh. those type, you can't, you gotta let them go. Yeah. To be honest, because like it's it's not healthy. Because if real. you want to move, you want to come up, and they're trying to hold you down by not being supportive, by not you know letting you pursue your dreams and not understanding yeah. what you're doing, then that's a draw on your time. That's mm-hmm. a draw on your emotional stability. Because yeah. it's already hard out there as an entrepreneur anyway. Mm-hmm. So. I feel like you have to be ready to take that sacrifice. Cause me, like for example, my day is set up like I go to the gym, okay. I work some Uber Eats, then I work on my online businesses for a while, and then I do some more Uber Eats and close at the night. And I end my most of my days or all of my days at one a.m. 
Okay. So like if I don't program my day properly, it's literally no time for anything else. You know what I mean? So like yeah. if you have a female or you have something um that you want to go to in your social life or whatever, like at the end of the day, like I just said, it's a double-edged sword. Like you have to make sure that you plan it throughout your weekly plans or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And obviously, if you're that passionate about what you're doing, the social the social life is just going to take a backseat. And that's fine because like at the end of the day, when you look back five years from now, ten years from now, yeah. you're going to be very happy that you... Sacrifice your social life You sacrifice these things In order to reach This level of success Because with every level Of success Comes another sacrifice Yeah Because if you make Let's say you make $10,000 a month mm-hmm. You will make $20,000 a month yeah. That's more time You have to put in and you have to Then that's more sacrifices 10, Exactly Yeah Then you want you, if, Let's say you will make 30k a month You will make 50k 100k a month Like that's more sacrifices that you have to do that you didn't have to do initially, right? So, like, mm-hmm. each level of su- success comes sacrifice. Now, if you want to stay at 10K a month, which is really good, that's end up being 120 a year. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if you want to stay at that, stay at that level of sacrifices, that's fine. But, like mm-hmm. I said, you just have to be willing to sacrifice that side of it, that aspect of your life, right? So, All right, all right. So we're going to take a short commercial break. We'll be back where Mr. King goes into some of his ventures. We'll be back on Everything Cool. Yeah, yeah, see. Hi, this is your favorite zaddy, Lord Jalen Willard from Everything Cool. And this episode is sponsored by uh, Nobody. If you would like to sponsor an episode of Everything Cool, feel free to email us at the original people network at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram at the original people network or on Facebook, the original people network. Now back to your scheduled programming. All right. All right. All right. Now we're back. So Mr. King, so tell us about, you've been talking through this whole part about your business ventures, your business venture. Well, tell us what's the business venture that you left your nine to five to start? So the first business venture that I have, I have a lot more in the works, but I can only talk about the first two that I actually have on the go. Mm-hmm. But the first one is basically like a, um, it's basically a Shopify store. So like, okay. I don't know if people know what Shopify is, but basically Shopify is like um, a web designing platform where you could whole inventory and whole, uh, I guess, things that you're selling on your website and and all those things. And it's basically a very powerful tool. It has different plugins that you could have. You're able to design a website, have themes, et cetera, and stuff like that. So that's one of the um, business ventures that I'm doing now. And the thing is, is like, um, it's basically a general store where I'm like, um, at advertising like uh general products basically it depends on what i'm selling so for example i have like a portal portable blender on the on the website okay and like you could grind fruits on the go like you put the fruits milk etc in the blender you go in and your then car you have your make milkshake on the go yeah you could have your milk why you should bring some part like some products yeah i know? have one of them there in canada though but yeah that's just one of the ones that i like a lot uh it's it's a lot more products that's on the site that's normally like 
things that you wouldn't find like in stores and stuff like that. So yeah, that's just one of those ones. And like the other one, the other one is um, an affiliate marketing website that I'm still working on with one of my buddies um, right now. But yeah, that's still on the go. I can't um, really unveil. <laughs> I can't unveil too much information about that one. But basically, the premise: if you guys could do more research on affiliate marketing, but basically. With all these companies that are online, Walmart, uh, Amazon, GameStop, all these big companies, they have affiliate programs. And what that is, is basically they pay individuals who have websites that can gain traffic from like the web, mm-hmm. right? And they pay them a percentage of the sales that they traffic to the website. So, for example, if you come on my website, you click a certain link or whatever, right? It's tracked by cookies online. And basically, they just track like behavior, click behavior of uh, people who are online, et cetera, right? So as you click through and you come through our links or whatever, uh, when a sale is made on that website, um, they track it by the cookies, like I said. So when a sale is made, depending on whatever that um, chart was, and cart, sorry, whatever that cart was, mm-hmm. we get a percentage. So okay. each website has a certain percentage. So Walmart, let's say, would have 5%. GameStop would have 8%. This website would have 10%. So, and within that, it's so powerful that there's so much affiliate programs out there. It could be in baby products. It could be in baby swimwear. It could be in um, dogwear. It could be in anything. Pool pool activities. It could be it's so much. There's <laughs> so much things out there. If you guys do the research, trust me, you'll be amazed at how much um, niches there are for you to go in and make money that way as well. So that's the two that I have on the go right now, and I have a lot more coming in the future. But for right now, I have to work on those ones right now. So Okay, so, like, how do, it, how do you, like, obtain all this knowledge on these different things? So you just went online and just started searching up things that you was interested in or, you know? Yeah, bro, uh, the first step was literally just searching in how can I get passive income online, like, that's literally my first searches. And then after clicking and reading some documents, reading through some articles and stuff like that, mm-hmm. you slowly come um, across some things that are like, wow, this is really a thing. And see, the thing is, you have to be um, skeptic. You have to be skeptic to a certain degree. Like if something sounds too good to be true, then you could check it out still and see if it actually works. And then, you know, for next time. But like, with all things, like, you can't take someone else's face value. Like, like say, for example, they could say that it didn't work for them. That doesn't mean that it's not going to work for you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They may not have the same work ethic as you. They may put in just 10 hours a week on it. You decided to put in 30 to 40 hours a week on it. Because they put in 10, the success rate of ours may have been 20. They never was going to be successful. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. they in the amount of work that's needed to have a successful website or successful business you know what i mean so i feel like you always have to go after things that you feel um could work you see it see if it it's actually something that's viable or something that you actually want to do and then you go after it because you still have to be passionate about what you're doing like i said like i i never used to believe it when i used to hear it like i used to be like oh okay well yeah i like uh business so I like this and that like I like something but you don't actually have to do it that's why like we were talking about earlier when the nine to five like they're not passionate about what they're doing every day they become robots yeah and they're just clicking buttons right 
So I feel like when you're passionate about something and you choose a niche that you're passionate about, the work comes easy. It doesn't even feel like work, to be honest, in my opinion. As of right now, it doesn't feel like work at all. I felt That's like I've, I've done nothing, really. And I was still humble in that regard. Like, there's so much that's in my mind for me to do. Like, I've done nothing yet, so. Yeah, I think the major part, and I was telling someone about this today, the major part of venturing on your own and quitting your job to be full-time you is, and even because most of the times when people think about entrepreneurship, they think you're going to be rich right away. Yeah. Or, or so. But I think in the initial steps towards it is, you know, peace of mind. Yeah. I knowing the feeling that, okay, yeah, it might be overwhelming now. You have to go out and hunt for yourself. Hunt, like get that, that income to flow in. You know, I have to, you know, extend myself and find income to pay my bills or to cover different costs and things like that. Which I, to me, that's exhilarating. Cause mm. like I love the hustle. Yeah. Or whatever. I love going out and meeting people and striking business deals or, you know, making some collaboration or whatever. I, I live for it. Like if yeah. I get to just, if the only thing I would have to do in life is to just make business deals, I'll do that all day. Yeah. Even see? though I'm a filmmaker and I like to be creative, but just yeah. to do the bit, like that's, that's exhilarating. Like yeah. when I could network with someone and be like, okay, I got this exact, I want to partner you with this and it happens, like uh, that's fun to me. Yeah, that's, that's like a good chance. point, bro, because yeah. I, I didn't bring that up because the thing is, is like, I, I'm the same way. Like I love the, I love the process. See, the thing is a lot of people, they, like you said, they think about the end goal. They think about right now. They're not making money right now. They're not making mm -hmm. it right now, right? So, like, you have to get yourself past that mindset of right now and think about the future. Yeah. And you also have to, like like you said, fall in love with the process. You can't look at the dollars at the end of the, at the, end of the transaction. Mm -hmm. When you start looking at the dollar bills at the end of the transaction, you're clouded and, like, um, you're not coming from a, 100% genuine place really I feel mm -hmm. and over time that's gonna catch up to you cause I feel like I'm a guy now like I I've been the guy but I've like, I'm like I'm like trying to show it more um, outwardly and be outwardly focused with it but like it's all about positivity mm -hmm. and it's all about up uplifting uh, um, individuals it's all about uplifting families it's all about uplifting people that are around you cause like of course as I, I, I saw a quote it was like a candle um it's not affected if it just burns if it if it lights another candle right like yeah. you're not affecting yourself if you light another candle it's just both of you burning now you know what i mean and yeah. there's more light in the room yeah. you see what i'm saying but a lot of people don't look at it like that yeah. they want to look at the their brother and like try to tear them down or try to uh um show them in a negative light you know what i mean so yeah. My perspective is always about trying to uplift the people that are around me. If I chose you to be around me, like, it's very, very few. Like, my circle is very small. And you got to believe that the positive I, vibes that you have around you, it really affects your, uh, your state of mind and, like, what you get off of people. You know what I mean? Because, like, yeah. energy is a real um, thing. Yeah, so. energy is transferable. I think yeah. when you get into space where... Um, you all didn't want to be positive. And you do things and you bring people around you to no, not just edify your cause or you for you to become edified, but to, you know, bring edification towards them in 
that you have this dream and this goal, but you want to see the success just as much for them as you want for yourself. Yeah. So, you know, uh, often, you know, you, t- you, especially as you grow older, you tend to tighten who you allow in your space and in your circle because you focus, you're trying to remain focused. So you ain't trying to be around people who ain't like-minded like you mm. or whatever because they're going to always hold you back and you ain't going to soar. But you need people... Like eagles fly with eagles, mm-hmm. and ducks run with ducks. You're done. Like you know, like you, like you, you are who you around. Like the the five people you hang around with, you are a combination of all those five people. Yeah, to be honest. So like you know, this is always like guarding that territory and um and just going from there. But what I was gonna say, I almost lost that. But yeah, but. That's great um, how you broke down, you know, was you, you're saying energy a lot and having the right energy. Yeah. And, you know, the exhilaration you feel from hustling. Like, yeah, it's the power of the tongue, bro. Like, yeah. like people say it, it's, a, it's a thing back in the day, like the power uh-huh. of the tongue is very, is very strong. Like what you speak upon, what's going to happen, what your mindset of what you think is going to happen, like your belief in what you think is going to happen will happen. Like, if it's for you, it's going to be for you. You know what I mean? So, yeah. like, you can't be discouraged. You can't be like, oh, why doesn't it happen for me yet? We'll be talking about, like, it's still a marathon. You're running your own race. You don't know when it's going to happen. you just sticking your head down and you beating the pavement. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah. you still got to be in that mindset. And what you was also saying, too, like, I agree you got to be positive. But the thing is, it's a fine line between being positive, optimistic, and being practical. Like, yeah. You got you can't be delusional in your same thinking. Like yeah. delusion is very close to being like, you know, on the edge. Like, and see me personally, like every day, like I try to audit myself and like what I'm gonna do today. Like, what is my goals today? What I'm gonna do today? Because like, so yesterday doesn't matter anymore. Like, you're only good at your last ad bot, right? So like, mm-hmm. if you do, let's say you do nothing today, sometimes you may be like, okay, I'm gonna take a break, but. Like, in some instances, you just got to push through and make that extra effort to go, like, you know, accomplish your goals for today. You know what I mean? So, you got to be practical, like you're saying, and you can't be delusional, though. Yeah. Of course, of course. So, um, a couple more questions. So, what, because people probably been listening to this a while, and they're saying, okay, you drive Uber and you do this. What what separates you? Okay, you would consider yourself an entrepreneur, right? Yeah. So, what is an entrepreneur, and how does being an entrepreneur differ from being self-employed? Because I feel like people somewhat confuse the two. Yeah. Not because, to me, not because let's say you're a plumber and you have your own plumbing truck or whatever. That means you're an entrepreneur or because you have a certain skill, like let's say you cut hair or you you uh, clean lawns or whatever, you are an entrepreneur. Because yeah. like, you know, it's a fine line between self-employed and entrepreneur. Yeah. So what is what's the difference? And tell me what you think of entrepreneurs. I feel like, uh, like you're saying, yeah, it's very, uh, it's, it's very, uh, it's from your perspective, right? But my perspective is like, 
I feel like a self-employed individual or a sole proprietor is like basically if I only did, let's say if I only did Uber Eats or if I only had a part-time, if I only had those things that are supplementing my cost of living, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. That is what I call a self-employed or a sole proprietor, right? And they have no hopes in making their money work for them, right? Okay. But I feel like an entrepreneur is the person or the individual who initially may have those things in place, but at the end of the day, their ultimate goal, their like their bigger goal is like to have their money work for them. They want to make like I call it horizontal money, whereas okay. you making money when you laying down. That's that's what I'm talking about. That's yeah. what that's what passive feels, income. Pass, that's yeah. what it is. It's the passive income is you taking like full ownership of what you're doing and you're ready to take the risk of what's going to happen. So like, for example, one of those instances is like a stock market, like a, a stock trader. Like okay. if you're trading stocks and stuff like that and you, you, I was telling you like, basically a hedge fund is like basically you putting together, us guys pulling together and having a list of positions in, in our portfolio and stuff like that, right? You actually... Um, incorporated yourself and you're actually an entity mm-hmm. so you're taking risk because obviously um, you guys risking your money and your financial backing and stuff like that that's actually taking on the risk of that right mm-hmm. so like you're, you're going to use that money now and probably do other things with that that you don't have to go up and go make money like you don't have to go up and go do things to go make money that's mm-hmm. what I that's my difference it's all about taking that risk and taking that Ownership of what you do, you know what I mean. So, yeah. So, why do you think that people don't understand the whole concept of making your money work for you? Ah, uh, that's a good question. I don't know. It's like, I think it goes back to the the whole instance of like, a lot of people just don't want to be held accountable of what, of how their life turned out. I feel mm. like. A lot of people like to find excuses of what's going on in their life. A lot of people rather point the finger at someone else and blame someone else rather than taking ownership of what's going on in their life, right? So instead of someone trying to invest in something that may not work, depend. I'm, I'm going to use the stock market as an example, right? All right. We all know stocks, there is a volatility to them. They go up and down, right? Mm-hmm. Rather than someone taking some money out and trying to invest in that, like, Respect, um, not respectfully, sorry. From a perspective of like, they're not using all of their savings. They're just doing it. They have some free money and they're going to try and invest it, right? Mm-hmm. That's what you call making it work for you. But a lot of people, they rather, like you said, oh no, I'm going to buy the hardest shoes or I'm going to buy the latest technology. Or I'm going to buy uh, something else because they're backing, um, looking at themselves, they're trying to get validation from other people. All mm-hmm. that goes, it intertwines with all of that. Like, they they look at it and they just don't want to take accountability for what they're doing. So, like, they would rather just take the short thing or use things that work or do things that work. You know what I mean? So Yeah, because I often try to explain um, the value in understanding how money works and yeah. making your money work and playing the long game. Yeah. Because, okay, so for instance, like here in the Bahamas, um, while there aren't, I mean, there are a couple of investment instruments that you can 
become a part of. You can invest in the government bonds. You can uh, invest in the mutual funds. When certain companies uh, open up their IPO, you can invest into that. Mm -hmm. So, and that's all other opportunities. Also, you can open up a business and you could buy real estate. Yeah. Which is like you have a heavy real estate region. So, what people don't understand is playing the long game. Like, when you invest, it ain't about just putting money somewhere and then acting like forgetting about it. No. You put it there, like, okay, like, for instance, I have made an initial investment into a mutual fund. Um, but there's some, I ain't going to disclose the amount, but, you know, yeah. it's a nice chunk of change. So, you know, to me, people be like, well, you're not going to get an expedient return yeah. on that investment. But I'm like, that's not my goal. Yeah, exactly. Because it's like, I got I got to start today. So okay, when I look up five ten years later, yeah, that initial investment. Of course, I'm gonna add some more of those investments and talk to the the fund manager um, about you know other options I can take. But I'm not looking for the initial return right now because yeah. I invested some money that I don't need to touch or whatever. Like that yeah. can stay there, and I want to see the um, you know the ROI. Audit probably three to five to ten years down the line because then we don't know how the economy may go and we don't know what other opportunities might happen along that line because I might, okay, I might get my return on investment and want to reinvest it into something else or an IPO might open up and then I might, oh, I want to invest in that. Or, okay, I got set amount of different business ventures or whatever, I might want to reinvest into those things, or I want to buy real estate, or you know, or you know, start investing into some commercial properties. Yeah. While I'm here, so you know, you, you always invest so you can invest some more. Yeah. So that's making your money work. Because okay, so let's take for instance, let's say you make, I guess, let's say, let's say five hundred dollars a week, or whatever. So let's say you make a two grand a month. What what you what I try to do with that is I mean this might sound crazy for some people but I try to at least save let's say let's say three to five hundred dollars out of that two grand I try to put aside and don't touch mm-hmm. or whatever so I try to live off fifteen hundred as much as possible and then you, within that fifteen hundred I still try to save a little bit change. From that, so I could go buy like new equipment, yeah. or I could go like start saving up to let's say I wanted to go take a business trip, yeah, or whatever. So like you know, all these things are slowly making your money work for you because your money you should spend your money in a way that what you spend it on will help you get more money, or you know that money will return back with what you spent. Yeah. So you know that's the way, and then you know. Also, you want to have multiple passive sources of income. Or, did I say that right? Multiple yeah, yeah, sources multiple of sources, passive yeah. income. Yeah. So, elaborate on that. Why is it important to have multiple sources of passive income and just multiple sources of income as a whole? Because people might say, well, you sound like you're doing plenty with all these. You're doing Uber Eats. You're doing this thing for this restaurant yeah. company. You got... Um, on common grounds and this um, 
third party uh, website thing. Yeah. And then I think, what's the other thing? I, have, uh, I would you, say I probably have like six things. Yeah, you right you now. are like you have you go you are, you do the thing with bass. So it's like okay, like why why you got so much things going on and what's the importance of all of that? So the box track and what you were saying as well, I feel like um, when you set goals as well, let's say, let's use the same example. You say he's making 2K a month, right? So normally, we just was talking about this as well. It's like, I feel like you have to set percentages on what you're going to do with your money a month. If you don't plan, if you don't, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. You know what I mean? So like, for example, like you saying in that example, See, when you're living over here, you, you slightly don't even have to pay rent, right? So yeah. you have a lot more money to work with. See, in yeah. Canada, obviously, you're paying rent, so that's a big chunk. Yeah. And they always say, I say that you, it should be at least 30% of what you make in a month. That's what right. your rent should be. Yeah. If it's over that, then you, you may need to move. But yeah. in that situation, yeah. And then in those situations, you also have to set yourself up to be saving, like you're saying. So like... I normally try to save at least 20% of what I make a month, mm-hmm. right? Just to have it for a rainy day or investments or, or any other things that you're doing. And then you use the rest of your money that you have to try and save back into what you're doing or like live modestly. But sometimes you take advantage of that or et cetera. Like you, you may just splurge one month. You never know, mm-hmm. but you yeah. shouldn't. Yeah. You shouldn't. But hey, we all human. We, 20, we in our 20s, we're trying to live life, but it is what it is. But I say that you need different sources of income because of the fact that the the just by the simple, way, all these numbers we're putting out there are just hypothetical. Yeah, the hypothetical, <laughs> the hypothetical. But yeah, I say that you have to have multiple sources because like it's all about risk aversion. Like mm. it's all about the, the diversifying it. It's basically two things that are called systematic risk and unsystematic risk. So mm-hmm. systematic risk is basically risks that are inherently in the market. So like, let's say for example, you want to grow crops. Okay. Obviously, you know, inherently bugs are going to come and try eat your crops. That's a systematic risk. Yeah. So you already know they're coming. The things you want to plan for are unsystematic risks that are things that you don't plan. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, as you diversify the amount of income you have, the other ones are independent of each other. Okay. So, for example, if I do work with Uber Eats, that is independent of me doing work as a customer service rep. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, they don't affect each other. Mm-hmm. So, that means my risk is low. Okay. Right? So, if I had the same thing that are in the same industry, for example my risk would be high because like obviously they're being affected by the same things. I'll use the example of the same fruit crops. Okay. If I was a farmer yeah. and there was a drought or not even a drought, let's say there was a disease on um, citrus plants. If I had, in this example, I'd say if I was planting a lime tree and a lemon tree, right? Both mm. of them are citrus plants. There's a citrus disease. Both of them would be affected, right? Yeah. Now let's say I have the same farm. I have a lemon tree. And I have an apple tree, right? Instead of both of the plants being affected from the citrus disease, only one of them are affected from the citrus disease because I have a lemon tree, which is a citrus tree, mm-hmm. and apple. I don't even show what type of tree is that. What? I mean, we have to Google. I that. don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But it's not. It's not citrus. That's the goal. Yeah, it's not, it's citrus. not citrus. So from you diversifying and not the not simple tense is like 
You're basically giving yourself a better shot at being a success. So instead of having a zero chance at having crops this year, you still have a 50% chance at having crops this year. Mm. You know what I mean? So when you diversify, you making it easier on yourself to have be a better success. You know what I mean? So you always have to find things that are not independent always of each other initially, I feel. Mm. And then when you're very confident in what you're doing, Hey, sometimes you could have the same um, type of income coming in from the same sources. You know what I mean? But that's when you're actually skilled and you know what you're doing and you can predict. If you're a predictor of consumer behavior and you're a predictor of things that are going to happen, you can adjust accordingly. Because that's when you're that good. It, you know what I mean? I, at this moment, I'm not that good. So, like, I got to diversify and try, you know, decrease my risk. So. Yeah, because it's very important to, uh, even investing is important to diversify your portfolio. Yeah. Even like when you play in stocks, you don't want to buy the same stock or pour everything exactly. in one stock. Exactly. Or whatever. If you're going to buy a little bit of Google, buy a little bit of Netflix or Disney, you know, has to have as much options for you to make revenue as possible. Because you yeah. never know somebody like, you know, stock might be down one up one day, down the next day, you know, okay, you doing things on a stock market. You might have real estate over here, and you might be like, "Okay, I can have these commercial units." You know, it might go be a time. Because there was a time in two thousand eight when the stock market crashed, and there was a housing crisis in the U.S. and a lot of people foreclosed on their homes because yeah. they got, you know, approved for loans that they shouldn't be approved for. But you know. Okay, so you might have okay, that might happen. The stock market might crash and the real estate thing might go. Now you have over here, okay, you invest in some mutual funds, so you have certain securities that's locked up that you could tap into. Okay, you have this over here, then you have this over here. Like, you know, you always want to cover all your bases yeah, and have it, as it's much a, options. It's a part of that too. Like covering all, right. all your bases is a part of that as well. Yeah. Like it's more as well. As as far as your arms could reach, that's how you have to be. Because, like I said, like you're not easily affected if one were to dip. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? If one were to go off, or one was not as profitable as it used to be, you you don't feel it as much because that's just one branch of the tree that's maybe slightly dead or close to dead or whatever you want to call it. But it, like I said, it's better for that one branch than three branches in that same industry to be dead. You know what I mean? So. Mm-hmm. That's all that is about, really. Yeah. That's interesting. That's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, bro. So, let's see. Let's see. So, what are your five to ten year goals from this moment? Right, what so. are you trying to do with? Well, okay. I mean, Besides a common ground, do you think you're going to keep up this pace with, like, you know, doing overeats and doing the other, like, audio yeah. stuff? Yeah, so my my goal with that is, like, see, it's, like, you got to have, for right now, because I'm I'm 25, so I'm going to be 26, but um, for right now, it's, like, um, you got to be willing to put in those extra hours right now in order to reap long term so like I feel like you gotta have something that you gotta go get your money for but you also have to be working on things that lead to automation mm-hmm. so my ultimate goal is to have all of my streams of revenue automated right. whereas it's the fact of me doing the upfront work 
Whereas if it's web design or if it's um, other things that you're doing upfront work and at the stage where it, when it becomes profitable, it's only you managing it from like mm-hmm. an online platform or a laptop, et cetera. Because you literally, in those situations, you literally could be anywhere in the world, log on to your laptop and you're managing your business. Yeah. So that's my ultimate goals, to be honest with you. But as for right now, I have to still go out and beat the pavement and, like, you know, make my dollars that way. But my ultimate goal is to have all of my sources of revenue, sources of revenue automated. And I want to have up to 10. Okay. I want to go past 10, obviously, in the future. Okay. But my goal for right now is to have 10 automated. Once I have 10 automated, then I'm in a good space right at that point. And then I'm still going to... Like, still love the process and still look for other things to do. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. at any moment, you can't be an individual who doesn't want to stop seeking knowledge. Like, you have to always look for knowledge. You have to always um, be looking to better yourself. You all have to always, like, every day you have to try and better yourself. Because, like, the second you stop learning is the second, like, you're going to get lost or left in the dust. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's how I look at that. But, Yeah. That is so important to diversify your income. And I think, because you said you wanted to do, um, have 10 sources. Because, like, people be looking at me crazy, like, wait, why you got, okay, by now it's, I'm up to three brands. Yeah. With one coming, potentially another one. Like, it's going to be there's something different from media. Like, it's going to be... And I'm not going to be, like, the CEO of that. I'm probably just going to be a partner, which I'm a whole lot on. We're still experimenting with the whole product and stuff like that. Yeah. So, this I, I always... In my mind, I'm like, I want to have at least... Well, besides just, you know, having, like, investing in stocks, because I'm researching more into that too um and i really definitely want to start purchasing real estate but i'm just yeah, so waiting on avail- available so. capital yeah so you know um i look into probably purchase um my first property after probably in the next two three years mm-hmm. probably by 30 you know but i just want to get this heavy lifting with the Businesses out the way Yeah And that's why I'm going so hard now So like you know Three years from now Let's say Yeah Three years from now Like everything should be Stabilized And we should be rocking But um, Besides You know Wanting to invest more Into like Probably IPOs And stocks And real estate Or whatever I was like Yo I want at least Besides the three brands I got right now I want at least Three to five more And I got Hella ideas mm-hmm. That's why I like Making different like Businesses and stuff like that Cause I'm like Okay Cool Especially me Understanding the social media Space too And I Understanding how to Market on social media It's like okay I know how to do this We can do that We can do that But it's just like You know being patient And taking the yeah. Things one step at a time And not you know Trying to go too hard So you know I really Understand that whole Method of Having more because if you really think about it, the elites have multiple. Multiple. The always say ten, bro. Bro, I listen like, to multiple people, Mark Cuban, all those guys. They always say ten, okay. at least, and that's like substantial ten. Like you know yeah. what I mean? Like all them contributing to the ultimate net worth. You know what yeah. I mean? So like, 
and they just being modest. I'm pretty sure they have more than ten, but yeah, I'm they just being modest with ten, and that's a that's still but, a hard feat. Yeah, because you know what it is. They probably have to go out and make a lot of them, but like they probably have ten automated sources of income. Yeah, because but like when they get casted for like things or speaking, or they yeah. actually have to go. But that's like just additional money. You know what I mean? And, uh, yeah. Like, because I think because along the way, what I realized is people always trying to paint this narrative of you having to be a big boss, but then like not everything you have to run. You could be a partner in some yeah, things yeah. or you could be a minority owner. Yeah, no. Or whatever, no. But that's still, that 10% still coming to you without having yeah, bro. any... Yeah, no man's an island. So. Like, like a lot so. of these things that I have like on the go and stuff like that, it's like with people. You can't do it by yourself all the time. You know what I mean? Like you could get, you could only get so far by yeah. yourself and you have to incorporate other people because like, Granted, a lot of times they may not have the same drive as you, but like yeah. at the end of the day, you have to learn how to work with people and learn how to communicate, right? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, people make businesses work. Yeah, of That's course. How I feel, so. Of course, uh, because you know, I feel like it's levels. Like when you start now as an entrepreneur, you are the salesman, you are the manager, and you're the visionary. Yeah. Along the way, your role should become less to yes. where you're the visionary. Okay. Exactly. You work okay for us. So like you, you grow to a certain point, and then now you have other people working, and you're the manager. And then mm-hmm. along the way, you hire a manager. And now mm-hmm. you're just the visionary, putting systems into play, and you know you're watching things flourish. But you know it starts. It's, you have to just just jump, take that leap of faith, yeah. and start. And that's yeah. the most like essential part. Yeah. Of everything. Anything else you would like to add before we get out of here? Uh no, I mean I think I touched everything. I guess the only thing is like uh, stay encouraged, like we said. Be positive, mm-hmm. be mm-hmm. optimistic, be practical. But like you just was saying, patience is key. Like you're saying, it's a marathon. Yeah, everyone race is not yours. Like you don't know when it's gonna come for you, but you just have to stay grounded, stay grinding, and you know over time it will come through. Especially if it's something that you're passionate about and you. Have a good heart. You're trying to do it for um, the right reasons and stuff like that. Like, I'm pretty sure you're going to be good. You just have to follow your heart and, you know, stay grinding. All right. Tell the audience where they can find you at on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Also, um, your other ventures where they can find those at. Drop the handles. So, uh, yeah, on Facebook, it's just Kadeem King. On IG and Twitter, is KR Kingship. Uh, my other ventures that you could find me on is the Uncommon Grounds, which is the Shopify store that I was talking about. Uh, yeah, you could just uh, Google the UncommonGrounds.com. Don't you have an Instagram page? Yeah, yeah. That, oh, you mean the Uncommon Grounds on Instagram too? So it's just yeah. the Uncommon Grounds lowercase. Okay, okay. For, that- for Uncommon Grounds. Uh, the other one, I, the affiliate marketing, I can't give you the name of that yet, but right. it's coming soon. It's coming soon. Okay, we're going to drop that later on. Yeah, we'll drop that later on for sure. <laughs> but that's coming soon. The logo and stuff is done. Uh, we're just working on some other things, some kinks and stuff like that. But yeah, it's coming soon. But that's basically it. Uncommon Grounds on Twitter as well. Okay. So, yeah, you can you can link, hit us up on Twitter too for that. That's dope. That's dope. That's dope. You know what it is? It's your boy. Viva La J with the Sage, Mr. Cool Fresh. Just your favorite Zaddy, Lord Jalen Willett. And this is another episode of Everything Cool. We just hope that you take the wise words of today that we spoke about. Don't be afraid. Just go yeah, there and just jump. Jump, jump in, hosted. Don't just put in your big toe no, to try no, to no. test the temperature. No, no, no. 
But I would advise you Catch learn how to uh, learn how to swim first, yeah, and then yeah. jump in wholesale and swim, ride these waves, and swim in this big blue ocean of opportunity. And you know, be a master of your own destiny. Like, don't be unhappy and complaining about what was me. Take hold take, take of hold. your reality for real, and make something out of it. You know, this is another episode of Everything Cool, and you know, once you stay positive. Have a plan, follow the plan, pursue happiness and greatness. Everything gonna be cool. And that's it. Yeah, yeah, see.